in with the Word of God. The Word of God is one of the most inspiring things to activate your prayer, to make you want to pray. There's so many promises in the Word of God that if we'll pray, and uh, even promises that if we pray, He hears and He answers. So tonight we're going to uh, start with the Word of God, and then we're going to go to a time of prayer tonight. Uh, I want to remind you that there are tithes and offering boxes back at the end of the room. If you have tithes offering you need to drop off, you can drop them off in the boxes. But tonight we've got somebody special that's going to speak tonight. I feel she's very special. Dave and Janet Thomas, we're so pleased. We believe God has sent them here to us. They've been such a blessing since they've already been here. You've heard uh, Brother Dave speak. He's pastored all of his life. Of course, when he pastored, guess what? His wife pastored too. And uh, she's a whole lot better to look at, so we're thankful for that. But uh, I want you to welcome Sister Janet Thomas tonight. Thank you. So this is the question I always ask everyone, can you see me? <laughs> as long as you can see me, that'll be good enough. Um, it's such a privilege uh, to be here tonight, and um, I just want to uh, take the opportunity to thank you for uh, allowing me to share the Word of God. Um, I've been a Christian for a long time, and I love the Word of God. God is, His Word is... Um, it's what sustains us and gets us through, and it's very powerful, and it's a standard by which we should all live by. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to teach on tonight, because I'm a teacher, and I'm going to teach on tonight declaring the goodness of God. It's such a good word. God has been, I've been in this word for a long time, talking about the goodness of God. And I can tell you, out of all the years that I've been a Christian, I can tell you right now that God is good. And it doesn't matter what I've been through. That doesn't change who God is. And that's what we need to understand. What we go through doesn't change God's character. It changes us and helps us depend more and more on him. God is just a, a wonderful heavenly father. And um, I have been so blessed and privileged that he, you know, chose me. And I'm so glad that he reached down and he touched my life and, and changed my life. And, 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 that's, and I'm just going to say this real quick, but it's because of my husband that I'm standing here today. When I was 17, he seen me walking down the, on uh, oh, Main Street. And I was with my boyfriend, believe it or not. And he stopped and he witnessed to us. And then he asked us if we wanted to go to church. And I thought... Yeah, because he didn't know that God had been speaking to me for months in visions and dreams and things, and I didn't even know what was going on. And he got to witnessing to me, invited me to church, and first thing my boyfriend said was, well, you're not going to go with him. And I thought, well, now, remember, I'm back in the hippie days. Oh, you're not going to tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm going to go now. So now I was stuck. I had to go. So he come pick me up on a Thursday night, and there were three fired up Pentecost women preaching in a little bitty old church and the conviction of God come upon me and I gave my life to the Lord and right after that we got married wasn't very long wasn't long after that it was like and I've been married to him for 46 years <laughs> and uh, his testimony on that's even funnier than that but I mean he just it was just amazing so see God is good 
Just that little testimony right there shows you that God has plans for our lives. And, and um, he wants us to know that he's good so that we can declare his goodness to the world. He doesn't want us to keep that a secret. You know, and sometimes I think as Christians, we just try to hide that. But God wants us to be forthcoming and upright in our Christian life and live that life to the fullest so that people can come to know him. Do you not want to be part in, uh, of what God is doing in somebody else's life? I mean, isn't it awesome to know that when you share the goodness of God to people and, and they see your life? I mean, they know I'm not perfect, but they know I love God. And in every situation, in every circumstance, they know that I'm going to put God first in my life. And that's the testimony that we have to share. And they're going to see the goodness of God in everything that we do. And so I'm very excited, if you haven't uh, found that out already, about the word about sharing the word, of, uh, declaring the goodness of God. Now, as I began to study on this word and begin to pray, God began to speak to me about it. And one of the things that he said to me specifically was, he said, Janet... If you're not careful, you're going to miss the opportunity of declaring my goodness to the world. And I thought, wow, I don't want to miss no opportunity. You know, Ephesians says we should make the most of every opportunity. And if I have an opportunity to declare the goodness of God, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to wake up like Jacob did that time and said, surely God was here and I didn't know it. <laughs> I want to know when God's here and I want to declare his glory. And so I began to think, well, what do you mean, Lord? How can I miss the opportunity of sharing your goodness in, in this generation? And he began to speak with me about how that if we're not careful, we focus so much on the situation and on the things that are happening in this life that we forget to let people know how awesome and good our Heavenly Father is. And God is counting on us to do it. And I can tell you right now, when His glory falls on us, or when, you know, I believe that we can live in the Shekinah glory of God anyway, but there are times of refreshing, and when He begins to, you know, just His glory begins to just shine on us, He begins to speak to us. Sometimes you don't have to say anything about declaring the goodness of God. People see it in your life. They see how you act and how you respond. And so I don't want to miss that opportunity. And, of course, and, and, and I'm, going to, and I'm going to have it. I've had many opportunities, and I'll have more. So let's just get into the Word, and let's see what God has to say about it. Because as I begin to think about that, I thought, Lord, this is a great, great opportunity, and it's a wonderful revelation it for me. And I began to think about some of the scriptures that uh, he began to give to me. And one of them was in Isaiah 60 verse 1, where he says, rise, shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You know, and I thought, boy, that's a pretty powerful scripture. And he said, you know, darkness is going to cover the earth and gross darkness to people, but God's glory is going to be seen in you. And when you begin to think about the glory of God, you're going to be talking about the goodness of God. It'd be hard to separate the two. And in the time that we think we're living in right now that seems to uh, be dark in our lives, God said that his glory is going to be seen upon you. And he said people will come from every nation, and they're going to come, and they're going to be looking at the glory of God rising upon you. They're going to see that, that process happening. And I thought, how awesome it is. You know, I thought, God, I don't want to miss the opportunity. I want people to see your glory on me in these last days, and I don't want to miss it, so whatever I need to do, help me do it. And, of course, you know, when you pray like that, things happen. <laughs> All of a sudden, well, you get tested, right? 
But that's okay because God is there and he is the one that I rely on and I, I get my strength from. So here's a few scriptures and there's so many. There's no earthly way we could go through all of them. But these are some that really stuck out to me. One is in Psalms 107 verse 9 where he said, He satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Now I want you to hang on to that word, goodness, okay? And the words also satisfying and longing. Hang on to those. In Psalms 23, 6, is a very familiar scripture, but it says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all of the days of my life. And I thought, wow, that's pretty awesome about it. Awesome. So let's think about this word goodness. And as you go in and study, and like I said, I like to dissect the words. I'm, I'm a studier of the word and a teacher, and I'll take a word and... I just study it too much. David will say, now, now David, Janet, now come on now, don't put more in. Because I just like to know what he's talking about. You know, what does this word mean? So when you go in and look at the word um, goodness in, based on these two scriptures, um, it's the word Hebrew, Hebrew word tob, T-O-W-B, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. But it means good and pleasant. And I love that. Beautiful, excellent. And if you're a note taker like me, write these down because go back later and read them. It also means delightful and fruitful, well-favored and kindness. And there's a lot more into that. But one of the words that really, really, really stuck out to me was the word, it means the best. The best. And I got to thinking about that in school, you know. Uh, you go back and they would talk about good, better, and best. And best was the best, right? You couldn't get any better than that. And God's goodness is the best. It's the best of everything. So think about this. God's goodness shows up in our lives every single day. Every day God is here. He shows up in our life. And the Bible says in Exodus 34, 6, he says, He is abundant in goodness and truth. So when I think about this and I put it all together, I begin to think, not only does God feel the hungry soul, so that's what you have to respond to. How hungry and how thirsty are you for the goodness of God, for God's presence, for his glory? How hungry, how thirsty are you? You have to ask yourself that question because that's a very personal question. So he not only fills us the hungry soul with goodness, but his goodness now will follow us all the days of our life. And he has a whole lot of goodness to go around. Because not only that, his goodness only follows us all the days of our life. But he's got so much of it. He's got a whole lot of goodness on it. He's not limited in his goodness. Let's just say it like that. God's not limited. He's not going to run out. You're not, it's not like going up to the grocery store and like, oh my goodness, there's no goodness. <laughs> no, no, there's goodness. God is never going to run out of his goodness. Um, so he's an abundant, abundant means there's an overflowing. It means that if you're full to the top and you cannot take any more of God's goodness. Has anybody ever been there? Have you ever been in a presence where the Shekinah glory is so awesome and so powerful? You're like, oh, I can't take any more of this. It's so awesome. I can remember a service, and I'm many, many services, but I remember a service one time when God began to show me his goodness in such a very personal way, and I had a vision, and, and it was just, you know, it's not like a trans vision, but you know how God speaks to people, and, and I, I had, was just laying there, and I was just weeping and crying before the presence of God, and it was during one of our prayer meetings, 
And God began to show me that his goodness was so awesome. It was just like an anointing oil that just fell on that whole service and you could see it and I could just feel the goodness of God. And that's what I love about God. He's not, he's not a father that we cannot feel. We know he's real. He chooses to display his goodness and greatness to us and he doesn't keep it a secret. And I love that. So it's like, you know, you're in one of those presences where the goodness of God is so awesome. And, you know, I had another scenario where I was at work one day. And I, and normally, you know, I mean, I'm, I love the presence of God, but I'm a, I love the practical teachings of the Lord, too, because I can't go to work and just be out in the presence of God all day. I wouldn't get anything done, would I? <laughs> and my boss probably wouldn't like it. I'd probably be out the door. But I was listening to some praise music. So that was the first thing that went, went wrong. You don't listen to praise music after you've just come out of an awesome prayer meeting and go to work. Because <laughs> glory, the, the glory of God is so good. He's so awesome. He just fills you up. And I got to praying and singing. And I can't carry a tune. I mean, literally. You could give it to me in 50 buckets and it wouldn't make any sense. I cannot carry a tune. And <laughs> I got to singing and I was in this room, I thought by myself, <laughs> apparently I wasn't. And next thing I know, somebody come up behind me, tapped me on the shoulder. Of course, scared the living daylights out of me, of course. Anybody that knows me knows that would. But that person said, oh my gosh, there is something special in this room. And you could just sense the presence of God. And I thought, God, how am I going to work? I got to get this report done. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to get focused here. You know, I got to come down from the glory cloud. And that's hard. That is just something awful to have to do, you know, come down from that glory cloud and work. But, you know, God was so good and his grace and his truth and his abundance. And, you know, it's just he's, he's pleasant. His goodness is awesome. I mean, I just can't. There's just no words to explain it. So every day we wake up. That is one way that we can give God glory for his goodness. You guys all woke up today, right? You all look alive. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people don't wake up. Some people don't wake up in the presence of God. Some people wake up in other places. But you know what? We wake up. And waking up today reminded me that now I have another day. God has given me another opportunity. Remember, don't make, you know, make the most of those opportunities. Now I have another day. Now I have another opportunity to display his goodness and greatness to the world. I woke up. Now, anybody that knows me, I am not a morning person. Like, who even, who even gets up at the crack of dawn? That person. And he gets up happy. I mean, is that even normal? But anyway, I'm like, oh, I, I want to wake up early and happy and joyful. And I do everything I can to do that because I love getting up early and being, being awake and being ready and be prepared. But knowing that now God gave me another opportunity... I don't want to waste it. See, we can waste the opportunities that God gives us. And when you talk about that opportunity, he's talking about redeeming that time, making the most of that time that you have. And um, so he gives us this opportunity to now finish the work that he started in us. See, we have this opportunity today. That's his goodness. Janet, get up. Now you have another day. You didn't finish. You didn't get to witness to that person. There's another one over there. They need to see the goodness. Of, they need to see my goodness. They need to see my kindness. God uses us for that. I mean, we're his temple. 
not only collectively, but individually. Corinthians says we are the temple of the living God, and God's Shekinah glory lives in us. That's pretty powerful. And you know, I always think about that because we're his home. And you know, God has a lot to say about what he wants in his home. Just like I have a lot to say, I wouldn't want you to come over to my house, start rearranging my furniture and taking this out and taking that out and taking, putting this in and putting, I mean, you know, really, truly, we're God's home. He has the right to come in and, and, and show us his glory and give us this, the things that we need to make it through that day. The goodness of the Lord is so powerful. Cannot say enough of it. So we should be happy that we're still breathing and living for him. And I want to thank the Lord. I never want to lose that opportunity. And the reason why I brought that up is because, I mean, some people may know or may not know, but I had a son. Um, he's in heaven now, but he passed away when he was 34. And that was hard for me. I lived for God my whole life. And when I was pregnant with him, God prophet, you know, there was a prophecy that went forth over him. And, you know, we just like, everything's happy. This is the plan of God. But he didn't. He didn't wake up one morning, but he woke up in glory, and that's where he's at, and that shows me the goodness of the Lord. I want you to know that you have an opportunity. You have this opportunity to, to show God's glory to the world. Take advantage of it. Get up in the morning. I love this scripture in Psalms 143, 8. It says, let the morning bring me the word of your unfailing love. Isn't that wonderful? For I have put my trust in you, so show me the way I should go for you, for to you I entrust my life. So he says, let the morning bring me the unfailing, uh, your love, the word of your unfailing love. It's just so powerful. And you know, when I'm up in the mornings and I'm awake and I'm reading the word, I mean, it makes my whole day just completely different. Or maybe it's, I respond differently to the whole day. Is that it? Because God is so good to us. I love this one in Psalms 107, 8. It says, oh, that men would give thanks for the goodness and for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I love that. So let's just talk a little bit about some of the essentials that will help us declare God's glory to the world. Would you like to know that? Some of you already may already know, but there's some things I believe God really wants us to take hold of tonight. Because how many want to see the goodness and the greatness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yeah. Right now, I want to see it. I, and I am seeing it, and I have seen it, but I want to see more. You know, I want to see more. There's a lot of people out there that I don't care if this church was cram-packed full of people. There's still people out there that don't know God, that don't know the goodness of God. And, you know, when God began to speak to me about his goodness, it really changed the way I prayed for people. Because one of the things that God began to show me is if you, if people really know his goodness, they're going to want to know him. I believe that. And I would always pray, Lord, display your goodness and your greatness to that person. Let your Shekinah glory just fall on them. I, you, know, just, you know, just saturate them in your love and in your passion because they need to know that God is good. A lot of times people come to God you know, for circumstances or things like that. But, you know, wouldn't it be awful, I mean, awesome if people just came to God because he's so good? <laughs> I mean, just, just because God is awesome, just because he's great and he's so good. So what could be one of the things, I think there's several, but we won't talk about all those. We just have a few. But the, one of the ones I want to talk about is remaining confident, staying in faith. 
even during the shaking, even when everything in your life seems to be falling apart. God began to speak to me so strong about that when my son passed away. I thought, oh my goodness, there's a shaking going on. I could feel it. And I'm telling you what, the enemy doesn't want you to fulfill the plans and purposes that God has for your life. See, he'd like to get you off that path. He would like to get you into a different direction. And if he can shake you to do that. And, you know, the Bible speaks about those things that remain the glorious church. And I want to be that. And I want to remain even in the middle of the shakening. And there's a shakening going on. And there's always probably going to be some kind of shakening going on. So we have to be in faith. And we have to remain confident. And I, I love that. And so listen to what David said in Psalms 27, 13. He said, yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. When you go up and read in verse 3, he says, I remain confident. Not only am I confident, but I'm going to stay confident. I'm going to be, I'm going to tell, you know, the, he's speaking it, which makes me think he's letting the enemy know. He's making a de- declaration to himself and to those around him, and to the situation, and to the Heavenly Father. I am going to remain confident, and I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord while I'm still here. Wouldn't you want to see the goodness of the Lord while you're still here? Absolutely. So, he was in a tough spot, and a lot of people talk about David, and we know that. I mean, he was being attacked by armies and people. People were talking bad about him. Well, I mean, you know, people talk bad about people. Is that a shocker or what? You know, church people talk bad about people. People just sometimes talk bad about people. And, and people were talking bad about him. And, and things were happening in his life. And it was happening so fast. But he was remaining confident. He was staying there. He said, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He didn't say, I think I might see it or I hope I'm going to see it. He was standing firm. I'm going to, I'm going to see it. It's going to happen. And I thought, that's so awesome. And I think with all the stuff that we are dealing with right now as a nation, there's shakings going on and we got to remain confident. We have to stay in faith. We got to stay focused. We have to say, I am confident that I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living because our faith is not in people. Our faith is in God. And how do you get that kind of confidence? By staying in his presence, by developing a prayer life, by uh, staying focused and intimate with the Heavenly Father. Because that's when you get to know it's easy to be confident in God. It's easy to believe that God is going to do everything that he has promised you. Even though it may not be exactly the way that we think it's supposed to be, he's still going to do it. Because he'll see his promises. The Bible says that he'll watch over his word to perform it. So we, we know, I mean, do we believe him or not? Absolutely. And, you know, I have to be like David sometimes and encourage myself in the Lord. I'm just like anybody else. It gets, it gets overwhelming. But the word of God is so powerful. The Bible says that God's word is effective. I'd love that in the Amplified. It says the word that God speaks. What word does he speak? He speaks his word, and his word never 
What's that word never mean? We had a guy come one time and he said, for all you teachers, never just means never. <laughs> you don't have to dissect it. You don't have to tear it down. God never, his word never returns void, but it always accomplished. Always, always mean. It means always. It always accomplishes the thing that it's been sent to do. And so when I hear that word, I think, okay, God, your word has been sent to bring healing. And now it's going to be accomplished. Your word has been sent to bring goodness in the land of the living. And now I'm going to see it accomplished. Your word is what, is what brings these things to pass. And so I'm confident. I don't have to worry about it. God's got my back. I got to remain in faith. That's what I got to do. So I got to remain in faith so I can see the good things that God's doing in the land of the living. I love what David said in Psalms. 63.8, one of my most favorite psalms. Because, God, because David begins to cry, and he says, God, my God. And when you begin to dissect that, you find out that God, my God, means God, my Elium, my protection. You are everything to me, and you're so personal, and I love you, and, and I'm going to run hard. In verse 8, he says, David followed hard after God. There was a passion there, see? And so it was easy for, for David to say, I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living because he was so passionate, so on fire for the things of the Lord. And hey, he wasn't perfect, was he? Huh. It's amazing who God uses when you're passionate for him. But David is really saying, God is so good. I mean, I'm just sitting here waiting. It, there's going to be some great things happen, and I'm going to see it. It's pretty awesome. In other words, David tasted, and he's seen the goodness of the Lord. And the key here is God is saying, if you want to taste and see my goodness, then you need to believe that you will see the goodness in the land of the living while you're still alive, while all the enemies are coming up against you, when you don't think you can handle it anymore, when your back is against the wall. God says, I am your defender. I am your lifter up of your head. I will come to your rescue. Stay in faith. Don't let the enemy drag you off into something. Stay in faith. So think about this. God, or David, chose to see things from God's perspective. That's a choice. Because there's many perspectives out there. And David chose to see things from God's perspective. And that's what I want to do. So it makes me think, on number two, we have to refresh our perspective. We got to restore our, respect, our perspective back to the way that God wants us to see things so that we can see the goodness of the Lord while we are here. So we can see our children and their children and their children's children. I love that one song that, that we sing. Be blessed and highly favored so that they can go out into their generation and bring people in and lead people to God. And they can see that, oh, God, you're so good and you're being so good to them and now they're going to go out and share God is good and it, it don't matter the circumstances God is just good and just watch that as a uh, I think it will just ignite a, an amazing an amazing revival so you have to ask yourself where is your source coming from because if we refresh our perspective we have to keep the right attitude in other words we got to update our information now, I'm not a computer person. Heavens, no. 
and everything I do is computer stuff. And boy, if that information's not updated, you're in big trouble. Because you're not going to get the right report. You're not going to get the right response. You're not going to get the right outcome. We got to update our perspective with the right information. And the information comes from the Word of God. And God's Word is effective. Remember? It's quick. It's powerful. Something that is effective means that it's going to see the, the end result. And it's going to be good. It's so, it's so wonderful. So we need to realize that God's not holding back any good thing from us. He's going to show us everything. He said, eye has not seen and ear has not heard the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But he has revealed those things to us by his spirit. You want to know what God is doing in these last days that is so good in your life? Do You don't want to wake up and miss it. You want to know it. Get in his presence. Spend time in prayer. That's what we'll be doing here in a minute. Ask God. It's not just about you know, gimme, 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 but it's about, Lord, I just want to be where you want me to be. I want to be right in that right place. I don't want to be outside of the land of promise. I don't want to be inside of the land of promise and not have what you want for me. I want to be right there in the land of promise, accomplishing everything that you've called me to do. And I'm telling you what, God will not leave you alone. He will hold you. He will help you. He will guide you. He will give you the confidence to do it. But you've got to change your perspective. You have to know that it's the word that God speaks. His word is alive and active and effective. I'm telling you, his word brings about those things. And when you get that word in you and I've always shared this with our group before, you know, we, before we retired, was that, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful? I mean, truly wonderful. I think about this sometimes. And this would be awesome if I could just back up to a little plug-in and God could just download zzz, all those things I need to know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be more? I, would, I, yeah, I could put it at night and just wake up and like, oh, I, I know it all. <laughs> no. No. You know what he expects us to do? To get in the word. To study his word. To dig out for us so that we can experience the personal outcome that he has for our lives and for those that are around us. And it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. But I still dream every once in a while. And that would be kind of nice, you know. <laughs> On those days when I, my flesh is lazy and I don't want to get up out of bed. Those types of scenarios. But God is good and he's compassionate. And he willingly shows us what we need. We have to stay refreshed in his presence. The Bible says in Acts uh, 3.19 that times of refreshing comes in the presence of the Lord. But not before you repent. <laughs> Let's make sure that we're living right for God. So that time of refreshing can come while we're in his presence. And so that we can be refreshed. And we have the right information. And we know what we need to do now. And he's got our backs. And we're going to go out and we're going to display to the world the greatness and the goodness of God. Through just everyday normal living. You don't have to be on a glory cloud to do it, okay? Nobody's too spiritual to talk to anybody, all right? No one. We have a mission to go into the world and minister to people, and people want to see real people. I mean, I've been around people that they thought they were just way too good for me. And you're like, okay, <laughs> back off. You know, um, you know, that's not how God works. He, we are all valuable to him, all of us. 
We all have a part to play in declaring the goodness and the greatness of God in these last days, all of us. Number three is we got to be de- determined. We got to keep on keeping on. If you don't have determination, I mean, you know, sometimes I look at this younger generation, and I do not mean any disrespect because I know it's not all young people, but where's the determination? <laughs> <laughs> their persistence. Oh, I tried once, but it didn't work, so I just quit. Like, uh, dumbfounds you. Like, okay, well, try it again. Well, I tried it twice, and it still didn't work. I'm like, okay, try it again. <laughs> you know, be persistent in the presence of God. Go home and read, you know, uh, the story about the widow who was very persistent because she didn't like to, she wanted to get her uh, uh, adversaries in trouble, you know, for what they did. And because she was so persistent, you know, he said, hey, this woman is troubling me. I'm going to have to take care of it. <laughs> Be persistent with God. Say, God, you know, you said that your word would not return void. I'm standing on your promises. This is my promised seed, and you promised me this, and this is your word. You said you would watch over your word to perform it. I am trusting and having faith in you that you're going to do it. And you know what? God is moved by determination and faith. I truly believe that. I love this because I think about Moses when I read about this thing called goodness. <laughs> because a determined person will always achieve and try to achieve the goal. That's what, they're, that's what they want. They want the, the ultimate outcome. Moses' goal was to see God's glory. And we just going just a little piece of this, but I want you to remember this. Remember how God showed Moses' goodness in the midst of a turmoil? He did. He said in Exodus 33, 19, he said, and I will make all my goodness pass by before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. So what was going on when God said, when he said that? All kinds of things were going on. Uh, The people sinned. God was going to take his glory and his presence away from them and place with angels. Oh, that's a downgrade, isn't it? God's glory was intense in tabernacles, and it was outside of the place where God really wanted to dwell among the people, and he couldn't. And Moses' determination was so awesome because Moses interceded and prayed for the people that his presence was. And, you know, he said, God, your presence is so absolute. I have to have it. If we don't have your presence, we can't move forward. He, he, he got before the presence of God and said, I need your presence. And I tell this, you know, to the Lord, I have to have your presence. I can't go to work without your presence. I can't clean the house without your presence. <laughs> you know, I heard Joyce Meyer say once, we can even be anointed doing dishes. I thought, well, that's from the devil. No, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> really? But, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to judge that word, you know. But... The anointing is so powerful, and, and we got to be persistent, and, and, and Moses was so persistent, and then he interceded for the people, and God was moved. Moses wanted more and more of God, and he was so persistent that he said, show me your glory. And when he said that, that glory is all that God is, all of his goodness, all of his mercy, all of his kindness, all of his grace, everything that God is. And God was so merciful. He's like, okay, I'm going to show you my goodness, is what he said. But you ain't going to be able to handle it. Now, this is Janet's interpretation. I'm going to have to put you somewhere... (laughs) 
somewhere where I could just kind of slowly pass by because we couldn't handle all of God's goodness. We really couldn't, not in the tabernacles that we have today. But he said, I want to show you all my goodness. He wasn't even holding back. But he put Moses to a place where Moses could experience the wonderful presence of God. It was powerful. It was awesome. But I believe because Moses was determined, that's why it happened. Because he was. He was. So, in a nutshell, that's what happened. God showed him his goodness. Moses was determined to see God's glory. He was persistent. Persistence and determination will make us, will allow us to not only see the goodness of God, but also the greatness and the glory of God. Now, I'm going to stop here. I have more notes because, like I said, I'm a teacher and I just go on and on. (laughs) But I'm going to stop here because I believe that if we are persistent and we are determined and you want to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, and you want to see God's display, uh, his goodness across this nation, across, you know, in our church, in our homes, our towns, we need to pray. We need to spend time in prayer, and we need to pull heaven down, and we need to let God know that we, we don't care. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I pray, I always get tired or something. I mean, it's really crazy. It's like the enemy knows. But you know what? I bind that. Every time that happens, I'm like, this is just not going to happen to me. I'm going to pray because prayer is so awesome. And tonight we have the great opportunity to pray and ask God, show us your goodness, Lord. Show us your glory. And I want to end with this scripture here because I thought it was so relevant for what we deal with today. And it's out of the Message Bible. It's in Psalms 46.10. And he says, step out of the traffic. (laughs) I love that. Take a long, loving look at me, your high God, above politics and above everything. Will you join me tonight in declaring the goodness of God? Let's step out of the things that the enemy's trying to shake us and keep us from moving forward. And let's move on. And let's declare and unify that God's presence and his glory is going to be seen among the nations.